Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. I'm your host, Lisa Kosky, an attorney who became a mediator. I work to guide couples through their divorce with as much ease as we possibly can. I know that this can be a very scary time for people. And the purpose of this podcast is to take the fear out of divorce and to teach people that there is a better way to do it. And if you have kids, you know that the best thing you can do for them is to be a united front. We're so happy that you're here. Hi, I just wanted to get in here and tell you about my parenting plan course. It can help you no matter where you live, and what stage of the divorce you're in or how you're going through the divorce, or maybe even if you're already divorced or were never married, this parenting plan is here to help you parent together, even if you're not together, because we all know that that is what is best for our children. We can actually mitigate the damages that having separate parents causes children by working together. So start now, go to lisakoski.com, check out my online course. It's going to save you time and money, whether you're working with a mediator, attorneys, or collaborative law attorneys, you together can have this piece of your paperwork completed on your own through my online course. Check it out now. If you are worried about your kids and divorce, you need to listen to this amazing episode on doing divorce different. I am joined by Despina Mavrido. And she is, I hope I said that right. (laughs) It sounds so beautiful. She is from Greece. And she joined me, an amazing woman who has been the child of a tumultuous divorce and who has written a book. She's an author. It's called Mom, Dad, Can You Hear Me? And I will have the link um, on the podcast notes on how you can get that book. It's just on Amazon. It's simple. It is a book for kids to help them see that other people going, other children going through divorce are feeling like they are. But I think more important, she wrote it so that parents can see what she went through when she was going through her parents' divorce. She actually did not speak to her dad for almost 20 years, and now he's back in her life. And so she is just full of information on how to make this divorce easier and work better for your kids. And I think the number one piece of advice that she gave was to get in your kids' shoes. Keep them at the top of your mind because sometimes that's hard when you're fighting through things. So this is an awesome one. I'm so grateful that Despina could join me. Welcome listeners. I am thrilled to have Despina with us today all the way from Greece. I can't even believe that, you know, I think, again, the blessings of COVID, I get to meet all these amazing people from around the world. So this is really going to be a treat because Despina is going to kind of share her story. And she was, I believe, a child of divorce, which led her, of course, you know, all my guests, 
lead, they be, are led to do something to help people deal with painful situations that they've been through. And Despina is an author of um, a book that we're going to talk about a little bit later. She's also a mediator in Greece. So I just can't wait to hear all the information. But Despina, would you mind just sharing your story of what led you to write this book to help kids and parents through a divorce? Yes, of course. Firstly, I would like to thank you also for inv the invitation. I'm really happy to be here with you. And yes, I will start with my story. As you said, I was a kid of separated. I am a kid of separated parents. <laughs> uh, my parents took a divorce when I was uh, approximately 10 years old. And uh, the papers and uh, all the documents at the court, they were fine. We didn't have any problem there. But the problem was after the divorce papers were issued and the divorce was finalized, because actually I was in the middle of their fights for many, many years after that. Uh, and uh, I was hearing them accusing each other, they were blaming each other, they were asking me indirectly to take sides. And at some point, because this went on and on for uh, five, six years, uh, I have decided that, uh, okay, in order to not to be in the middle anymore, I will not see my dad. I decided that I will uh, cut all the relationships with my dad. So this uh, actually helped me at that moment because, yes, I stopped being in the middle. Mm -hmm. But it cost me also my relationship with my dad for more than 20 years oh. because we reunited three years ago. And the reason for this is because actually when I, as an adult, I realized that something was missing from my life. And I did uh, many years of therapy to understand better myself, to be in contact with my feelings, to understand what I want from my life. And in this process, I realized that I never hated my dad. I just did it just to survive at that moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was nothing, I never wanted it really to this to happen. And when I was saying that, yes, I, I don't have a problem, I don't want to see my dad, I'm okay, I'm a strong woman. Uh, of course, this was never true. I just convinced myself that this is uh, true. And when I understood all these things and I realized that in order to move on, I have to be in peace with my past and to also meet my dad again, uh, I took the step and I called him. Uh, we haven't spoke for 10, 15 years. Uh, I, I didn't even have had his phone. I had to, fi to find it. But uh, it was a very emotional conversation. He was very happy to hear me. And uh, actually, it was very emotional also for me. And now it's three years that we're having a relationship. The only thing that it's still a little bit sad is the fact that I have to keep uh, the relationship with my dad and the relationship with my mom completely separate. That was going to be my next question. Um... How did your mom take it when you wanted to have your dad back in your life? 
it was strange because when I was young, my mom was, uh, when I told her that I don't want to see my dad anymore, she said, no, this is not uh, good. You have, uh, you should have your dad in your life, etc., etc." Even though I was thinking that she will be happy that I don't want him because she was accusing him constantly. <laughs> so at the beginning, she said that, no, it's not okay. After that, she stopped saying uh, anything and now when I told her that uh, I will have a relationship with my dad the only thing that I told her is that I will never talk to you about that <laughs> I will never tell you what we will say I don't want you to ask me what we are saying what he's saying what he's wearing what he's doing <laughs> anything and this is the only way to keep the balance <laughs> you know and that is kind of sad because I bet you know, we are hearing stories about people doing this a different way now um, where they're able to co-parent and work yeah. together. And I can hear you as an adult child of this, how it's still hard and you still. And so listeners out there who have kiddos, I mean, one of the most awesome things you can do is co-parent because your kiddos need you both no matter what age and work together. That's what I'm hearing from you. Yeah. So, okay. So what I love is that you, you went through this and then you wrote a book yes. and, and I, and I just looked it up and ordered it on Amazon. It's called mom, dad, can you hear me? And, um, this Mina, is this a, a fictional book, but in the realms of the divorce situation where the little girl is kind of made up, no, it's inspired for my personal story. Sorry. Uh, yes, and uh, the girl is partly me. Of course, uh, the end of the story is a happy ending. So it's not exactly my story because I, I wanted to have a positive outcome from this story. Mm -hmm. But all the thoughts of the girl, because actually the book is written from uh, the perspective of a child and the protagonist is a 10 years old girl named Irene. This means peace in Greece. The oh, name. That. That's beautiful. Yes. So the little girl's name is basically peace. Yes. Yes. And uh, the girl writes to in her diary her thoughts, her needs, what she wants. All the thoughts were uh, all my thoughts when I was at that age. And what she is asking at the end from her parents is what I wanted to ask from my parents when I was at that age. And I never had the courage to do it. Okay. And they are all very simple things. Like, I don't want you to accuse each other. I don't want you to tell me who spends more money for me. Mm. I want you to have same rules in both houses. This kind of things. Okay, so I'm writing this down because this is important stuff. Same mm. rules in each house. Don't talk about the money. Yes, don't talk about the money. Um, I don't, uh, don't accuse each other in front of me. Because you are hurting me. Don't fight. Don't fight in front of oh, you. Yes. And also other, there is a list in the end of the story with, uh, 10, 11, with 11 things that Irene asks. And these are some of these things. And another one that I remember is that I don't care if there is a third person in your life. 
because actually, as happened in my story, and uh, it's also in the book, uh, Irene wakes up from the fights of her parents and she hears them talking about a third person. Do you mean a new boyfriend or a new girlfriend? Yes, a girlfriend. A girlfriend. <laughs> and uh, this was actually what happened also in my case. Uh, and the only reason that I put this in the story is because I want the parents to understand that actually kids don't really care about the third person. It's important how they will handle the situation. Not, uh, I mean, if you say to your kid, for example, that your dad has a girlfriend, the kid doesn't really understand something from this. And this is what I wanted to put in the story because for many years, my mom was telling me that uh, your dad abandoned you for a third person. Uh. And it took me years to understand that my dad didn't abandon me. He abandoned his marriage right. for completely different reasons because usually when there is a third person, there is a space for this person. Yes. All right. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. And so kind of another little no-no to that. And, and we talk about this with other experts about not saying bad things about the other party because they are, the child knows they're half of each parent. And so when you hear something bad, like he abandoned you, then you take that on. Yes, and you start blaming the other part, the yeah. other parent for all the wrong reasons. Yes, and the, also the third person in the life of the partner, right. which creates problems after that. Right. This is so good. Is this a book that you would recommend both children of divorce and parents of divorce read? Yes, I recommend it for both because uh, actually I have many parents that uh, told me that uh, they loved it. They understood how their kids feel and they, actually, they gave it also to their children and they like the children like it a lot because Irene is a protagonist in all this and she finds a solution to help her parents communicate again. I also have parents that they told me that they find it a little bit hard for their kids and that this is not a book, they thought that it's not a book for children. Honestly, I, I am 100% sure that it's a book for children because actually these were all my thoughts. Right. When I was 10, not at this age that I am now. So I know that it's a children's book, but I also know that I cannot convince a parent that, th that thinks that this is hard for his child to make him read it. So it depends on how the parents will see it. Well, and probably depends a little bit on the age of the child, but at least if the parents are informed of what the kiddo might be thinking, they'll be able to understand it and prepare. So even if your child's four, you can read this book and be prepared for what's going to come up in their minds and how to deal with this in the future. Yes, yes. The book is for the kids that are from 8 to 12, 13 years old. Okay, so 8 to 15, and then any parent? To, to 13. 15, it's a little bit older, I think. Oh, okay. Okay, that's a great resource, and I think you can just find it on Amazon, and I can put that in our show notes. Is that where you find this book? Yes, yes. it's only in Amazon, in all, yep. all, in, uh, all stores of Amazon. Okay, wonderful. So, I mean, people get out 
read that because it will help you. Is there anything else that you want to talk about that's in that book that I've missed? Because the next thing I want to jump into a little bit is mediation, but I don't want to miss anything. Okay. No, I think we covered everything. The only thing is that I have also created a diary that can go with the book. Oh, I like that. Yes, it's a, the title is My Diary and they can find it under my name. Okay. And because actually the writing, it was something that helped me when I was at that age. So I wanted to create also a small diary for the kids to be able to write down their thoughts that they don't want to share with anyone. Well, and I love that because you kind of are, are a voice for these children because it is they're scared to say anything and they love both parents and that puts them in a precarious situation sometimes. So I think writing it down and then helping them to know that they can communicate it with you too would probably be amazing and help the process even more. But I know myself, I write every day in a journal. It's, you know, it's so, so important for me to get in touch with my feelings on anything that I'm doing. So um, I just want to say thank you for doing this because these kids do need a voice and parents need to keep them at the forefront, which is kind of leading in. So I'm a divorce attorney turned mediator because I, I so believe in the process. I mean, in any realm, but especially in a divorce and especially when you have children, because working together can mitigate any damages that a divorce can cause kids. And so that is why I love mediation. And when I work with people, I try to get them communicating well together mm -hmm. as well as getting through their divorce paperwork. Um, tell me, I don't know a lot about divorce in Greece. Is it similar to the U.S.? Well, the process of the court, I don't know if it's similar. The mediation, I believe that is uh, quite similar. For example, in Greece, uh, you, ha you, can, uh, you have an obligatory session before going to court bef uh, in front of a mediator in order to decide if you want to resolve your divorce issues uh, through mediation or through court. So you always meet with the mediator first. Yes. It's I like that. It's compulsory. Uh, from uh, 2019, it starts being compulsory. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. So then people can get a feel for it mm -hmm. um, because it's not for everyone. I think it's for most people, but it's not for everyone. Yes, of course, it, it depends on the divorce, of course, because if there is violence or abuse, right. we are not going to do mediation, of course. But except from that, what I would like to say from my experience mm -hmm. is that actually it's nice if the people that are coming to mediation, they work with themselves before a little bit. I mean, uh, to prepare for the mediation, because in order to communicate with the other person, yes. you need to, to have a little bit, not like control of your feelings, but to understand your feelings. Well, I, I really like that you're saying this because I actually have a podcast and I have a YouTube video and in my online course and every client that I have, I have a video that helps you prepare for a difficult conversation. And it is about getting to those feelings because it's an emotional time and there's not a lot you can do about that. Some of my tips 
come in just in the moment, kind of getting control of your emotions. But if you can come prepared to the mediation, it is going to be so much more successful because you're going to be able to think clearly, know what the issues are. You know, and another tip that I've learned is to kind of have some ideas about what you value and what you could give a little bit on. Yes. Solutions, propose some solutions, have some solutions ready on the table to discuss them and uh, be in contact with yourself. I mean, for me, it would be very important if before the mediation that people were able to do also a therapy session or something like that, because many times they are so angry with the other person yes. that they can't communicate. And uh, what I'm trying to tell them uh, most of the time is that you are the best persons to understand and to know what is best for your family. Amen. A judge that will stay with your case for two hours is not able to understand what is good for you. Right. So Which is kind of leading me to a question. Okay, so you do co-parenting plans. I do really in-depth parenting plans. What do you think is the most important thing to have a really good working co-parenting plan? Communication, an active and active listening, as we say it in mediation, to understand and to communicate with the other person how you will prepare this comparative plan and to cover the, both your needs. Because actually, when they don't listen to each other and they are trying to make the other's life difficult, it's impossible to have a comparative plan. Yes. It's impossible to co-parent, you know. Yes. Yes, and, and, and in the end, it's the kids that they are, it affects the kids, nobody else. I mean, if you're trying to hurt your wife, your ex-wife or your ex-husband, is the kids that will be affected mostly from this, not the ex-partner. Right. And so to just keep that, I and I try to bring that back to all my mediation clients, keep your kids at the forefront. Um, because they're going to be angry. And, you know, I find that and what I've found from people that I've interviewed, it's sometimes hard at first, like meeting the new girlfriend and, and trying to play nice. But eventually it can get to an amazing point where families are kind of working together and, you know, step parents and step siblings and everybody's coming together. And I think that is a beautiful beautiful scenario yes because there are more people to help this family yes. <laughs> and all of them they can help more help and or and more cooperation and another thing is that the kids because i was doing it also this when i was a child they are trying to satisfy its parent so both parents sometimes they are coming right. in mediation and you understand that they have a completely different reality because the kids say one thing to one parent yeah. and a completely different thing to the other parent. Yes. And that and that is what you need to remind parents to. They are going to tell you what you want to hear because exactly. they are in a difficult spot. Exactly. They don't want to say anything to make you think they're on the other person's side. I mean, it's just, it makes it so hard. And I think keeping that in mind, I think therapy, I think all those things are important pieces to working through this because as parents, I mean, maybe not your parents, but for a healthy relationship, 
You are going to be connected for the rest of your lives because your kids are going to have things going on, graduations and babies and grandbabies. And so if you can start to work hard right at the beginning and be dedicated to that, oh, I mean, that you are singing my song, Despina. I just, I love this so much. Um, so let me just kind of ask, as we're kind of, we're kind of running out of time here, and I've just enjoyed this so much, but coming full circle, what do you think is the most important thing a parent can do to help their child through, you said communication. Yes. The, the second is to ask for help for me and not the help from a lawyer. This is the practical help. You will need it anyway. I am talking about the therapist because it's difficult to handle a divorce. It's not the end of the world. You don't have to feel embarrassed because you took a divorce. It's not that you're not a good person or you're, you're, you're not value because you are still a perfect person. But you need to ask for help in order to handle all these emotions. And in this way, you will help your child. Because sometimes they, they want to send the child to therapy and they are not going to therapy. And, you know, and that so holds true because that is what I keep hearing is to mend yourself, fix yourself, yes. and then you're going to be able to. So take care of yourself, the self-care things, get therapy, have a friend, maybe one or two that you can talk to that's not going to totally, you know, get on the rampage of making you feel like a victim, but someone who's strong and steady that you can talk to. Having those things in place for the parent positively affects the child. So I, try I, to get, sorry, and the last thing is try to get yeah. in your kid's shoes. I mean, try to get in your kid's shoes and see if your parents were saying these things. Right. How would you have reacted in all this? I mean, that's kind of the golden rule, isn't it? I mean, that is so true. Step into your kid's shoes and see how this is going to affect them. And sometimes it's hard to do that, but that is kind of a simple thing to keep in mind. And I love that. And I'm going to use that. Um, for people when I'm doing mediations, you know, step into your kids. They are not doing it. They are not able to do it. I mean, I, I have seen many times that there are parents saying that I'm trying to do and I want to do the best for my kids and still they cannot do it. They, they are not able to understand how hard it is for the kids to hear one parent accusing the other and say bad things to each other. Right, right. So to stay away from that. So let me ask you, Despina, now we know how to get your book and I'm going to put it in the show notes. How else can people follow you all the way over in Greece? How can they um, get in touch with you? Or, you know, are you, you're on Facebook, I think. Yes, I'm on Facebook and on Instagram uh, under the name author Despina Mavridou. Okay. And that, just in case anyone didn't catch that, will be in the show notes so you can find Despina there. So I am so thankful that you took the time. And it's late there. It's late in Greece. So thank you for joining me. It truly is so appreciated and so helpful. And um, just listeners, grab this book. It will help your kiddos and it will help you. So thanks so much, Despina. It was so nice to meet you. For me too. Thank you very, very much. You're so welcome.
Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Doing Divorce Different. We come around every week, so please hit subscribe so that you can join us each week to delve into all the topics surrounding divorce and children and doing divorce a different way. Go to lisakoski.com to connect with me. Thank you.